We're live, pal. Awesome. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I'm Seamus Mooney, editor at BodySam.net, and I am joined by one of our best contributors, Kyle K. Sparks. How's it going, everybody? We got a little bit of news happening today. Yes, we are on to discuss Claudio Castagnoli, better known to WWE fans as Antonio Cesaro, Cesaro because they like to take off names for some reason, has quietly exited the company. Of course, it's not so quiet now that it's reported, but here we are, 2022, his contract has expired and he has not signed a new deal. With WWE. So, uh, quite a few interesting developments today, but that's the most major one. What do you, What were your immediate thoughts? Oh, wow. Um, the, uh, the, I had the same thought that a lot of people did, which was to immediately say, this guy has been so underutilized by WWE. I'm so I'm glad that he was able to get his bag, you know, and get some make his money while he was there because after all he is the most money making man. And uh but uh that wow, the possibilities that open up for him are just unbelievable with the with the state of the current of the current wrestling landscape, uh, the amount of different opportunities for him. I know I personally tweeted uh, and I saw you uh, re- reply to it as well. Uh, Cesaro or Claudio is one of the best bases in the business. He's so, so good at that. And it's such an underrated skill that to me, I instantly went to Ray Phoenix, Darius Martin. I want to see him toss around those two little guys and see them fly around him like they're in orbit. The lesser known top flight member. That's an interesting show. Ah, you're right. I, I, I did say Darius, didn't I? I was thinking of something else. Either way, either either member of Top Flight. They're both so flipping talented. So one of one thing I've hit home about, and for our listeners who enjoy the Game Changer Weekly podcast on Body Slam, I've hit on this quite a few times on there. Which our episode was postponed today, but you can watch it tomorrow at four. One of the first things I look at for a performer in pro wrestling to see how good their fundamentals are is their footwork. Uh, the best wrestlers are the ones with the best footwork. and Because everything starts with the footwork. Balance is so integral to having be, being able to base your opponent when they do spots. Being able to run the ropes correctly. Being able to Position yourself in the ring flawlessly. It's every fundamental you can think of derives strictly from footwork. If you're in a collar elbow tie up, if you don't have your balance, you're going to fall when the other guy pushes you. Like, it's just the most important fundamental because everything involves footwork. I don't know if there's a better wrestler in the world today with better footwork than Cesaro. And you can just look at small things like his swing. That footwork that he has to have on his swing to get so many rotations, not stay dizzy, and just move it um, flawlessly throughout. 
it takes impeccable footwork. And that's the mark of a truly great worker. We can talk about what makes a great pro wrestler, what makes a money-making pro wrestler. And that's going to be a lot more subjective. But every great worker starts with their footwork. And Cesaro, that's what makes him one of the best workers in the business for me. Well, a, a great example of that, and it's and it speaks to his footwork, his balance, and his power. Uh, go back to the NXT match against uh, Sami Zayn. I I mentioned that where Zayn went for that uh, top rope. Of what I think it was his rope walk, lucha libre DDT, the tornado DDT that he runs, and the 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 spot called for Cesaro to catch him and put him up for the Swiss death. Uh, pop-up European. Yeah, that's and, one of the best pop-ups I've ever seen. And that was such a famous spot because he almost dropped the man. But between his balance, his footwork, where he was positioning himself, and then just sheer raw strength, he powered through the spot, made it work, and made it look absolutely vicious. That um, That entire series of matches... Uh, you and I have discussed before how great the El Generico matches are, but the Sami Zayn Cesaro uh, NXT feud, the two out three falls, the first match live on the network was their NXT arrival match where with that cool spot where they went for the, the torpedo into the European. Which, yep. Off, off topic. I can't wait for Sami Zayn to turn face again, so he will start doing the torpedo DDT again. <laughs> Back onto the subject of Cesaro, um, it's but how much of his balance of his strength comes from his footwork? Because a lot of strength, especially with things like the neutralizer, that strength has to come from his base, which is his legs. Yes. So even the strength, everything that Cesaro does goes back to his footwork. Yeah. Cesaro does not miss leg day. <laughs> not uh, at all. Uh, He's insane athlete. Absolutely. 100%. And at his, even at his age, uh, he's in he's tremendous shape. Uh, uh, sounds about right. I'd have to look it up off the top of my head. But news needs to stop breaking right towards the end of the work day. I really need to. <laughs> you got to give me time to research this stuff, you know. Um, but uh, no, I, I saw somebody pr- uh, put out the idea of Cesaro in the G1. And oh my heavens, I the, was the G1. To, I was talking to Kylie, one of our other contributors, who actually has a podcast coming up with Kyle, produced That's by right. yours truly. Um, which we haven't week. announced yet, which we should, probably should. I guess that's a breaking news on this little... Yeah, I mean, come on now. But we, uh... I, was, I was talking to Kylie Fuller, uh, great friend of whatever the show is already right now, excellent contributor here at Body Slam, that there's a list of uh, New Japan matches I want, and the G1 would be a great place to come all. Uh, El Fantasmo... And Zack Sable were the first two matches that came to mind for me. Yes. Uh, Sonata came to mind. Shingo Takagi came to mind. Yep. Um, Ishii came to mind. 
she mentioned Minoru Suzuki, which, oh. That'd be fun. And then, a Kings of Wrestling reunion versus Gorillas of Destiny. Yep. And I was uh, telling you just before the show started, uh, if we're, if we're going to talk about the Kings of Wrestling, because I'm a big old Chris Hero, Mark. I don't even pretend, I don't even try to hide it. Me too, man. Um, me too. Uh, Kings of Wrestling versus Dangerous Techers. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be exceptional. And um, Tai Chi deserves to be mentioned amongst that list as well. When Tai Chi brings his A game, there are very few better. He is so so good at what he does. Dangerous Techers are one of the most, um, perhaps the most underrated tag team in wrestling today, in terms of how much love they get from the hardcore fan base versus compared to other teams. Um, my my initial tweet regarding Cesaro wasn't about New Japan or G1, though. And it wasn't about AEW, wherever anybody else wanted him to go. We'll probably discuss AEW later. My initial tweet was, I want Cesaro because he doesn't have a 90-day no-compete. Yes. Clear in the air now, for our listeners who don't know, he does not have a 90-day no-compete. He could show up Friday on Rampage, which I don't know if yes, he could. Not, so maybe not. Yes, he could because his contract expired. He is free to go wherever he wants as soon as he wants. He could show up in AEW. He could show up on Impact. Uh, he could be in Dallas, Texas, WrestleMania weekend, but just That's not for the promotion we it. thought. That's where I was going with it because my initial tweet was, I want four matches. Claudio, the collective. Okay. I want Cole Radrick, who I don't know if you saw what he did this weekend in that first match with Billy Starks and that second match with uh, Orin Bight. Man, nobody made a bigger believer of me this weekend than Cole Radrick. And I I liked Cole Radrick before. Um, He's really coming into his own as a performer. I'll hit more on that tomorrow. Because I was going to hit on it a lot today before the show got rescheduled. And then I, I want that AJ Gray. Okay, sure. Jimmy Lloyd, the different boy. And then if he's healthy, I need a Cesaro versus Chris Dickinson match. Maybe even yes. put that last one on Bloodsport. Hmm. Let's see. Who else could I add to that? Um, Tony Deppen. Tony Deppen would be a great match. If we got uh, Cesaro. Blake Christian. For, if we got Cesaro for a full length GCW run, I would like to see him work at Effie. I would like to see him work with Jordan Oliver. I think Sam Stackhouse would be a fun match. Great friend of the site, Sam Stackhouse, everybody. Sam Stackhouse, just to show off, show off the raw strength of Cesaro, would be a spectacle. And Sam yes. Stackhouse is very mobile, too. Very fun worker. Recently did an interview with him on Game Changer Weekly. Also recently did an interview with Chris Dickinson that premiered today, since his name came up. Dante Leon would be a fun match. There's a whole list of GCW guys that I would like to see Cesaro work with. But those are my four musts for me. Yes. 
Um, somebody brought up the possibility to me just now that we don't know who the Joker in next week's uh, casino tag match is. I think that's next week, right? Yes. What if it's the Kings of Wrestling? I don't think anybody in the world considered that possibility, obviously. Uh, but now that it's available, it would have to be a really interesting one worth considering. Yeah. But um, obviously, I don't know if Hero is around or up for it, but um, it would be uh, something worth considering because they're, at... they're, they're so fantastic. Yeah. I was looking at the cage match for Chris Hero, and he's not competed since his release because I looked just to see if he was doing anything because I hadn't heard anything. Hey, bear with me a sec. Go, ho go. Can you? I gotta go off for a sec. Just bear with me. I got okay? it. I'll cover. Thanks. So I was looking at the Chris Hero cage match, and I saw that he hasn't worked since his release, which was a little. A little strange, um, but if he's up for it, I'd love to see a Kings of Wrestling run. Kings of Wrestling were the team that got me into independent wrestling in the first place. Um, if they were to be the Jokers, I think that's a great way to introduce Claudio to AEW without putting him immediately in the picture while you find a clear spot for him and plan a long-term arc. And right after Cesaro's, the news broke of Cesaro not extending his contract, Dax Harwood of FTR, the Revival, the Mechanics, whatever you want to call him, um, who I believe worked with Cesaro uh, matches at the bar. I don't know. I'm sure they did. The later WWE run of the Revival just kind of gets blurred in my mind. <laughs> But he tweeted that they were the real kings of wrestling. Oh, uh, no, that was Cash. And then Dax tweeted that it's a stupid name for a tag team. <laughs> that would be the match if you get a big match out of the kings of wrestling. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what other ones there might be. FTR is a Bucks. huge one. I'm trying to remember if we've ever seen Young Bucks... Kings of Wrestling. If it if we did, it was closer to the Generation Me era of the Young Bucks than it was. Yeah. Uh, now I want to Young Bucks. Now, if I give uh, a weird blank look, it's because I'm looking that up to try to figure it out now. So please bear with me if my I look a little awkward on camera. Because they haven't. Uh, they actually, I think the last PWG match of the Kings of Wrestling was the Young Bucks. Um, one of the battle okay. of Los Angeles, like if I may be mistaken, um, it had to be 2011, 2010, something like that, because Cesaro has been with WWE. He made his main roster. Yes. Debut in, 2000, 2012. in 2011, the young bucks defeated the Kings of wrestling at, at Bola for, to, to retain the PWG World Tag Team titles. Um, that had to be um, one of their last they, matches together. 
as far as I'm a, I'm looking right now just to double check. As far as I know, that's the only time they met. In terms and of the like are so much team on team, two on two. Oh yeah, so that would be one you'd think about. Uh, Red Dragon would be another one. Santana Ortiz uh, is a FTR. Oh, Santana Ortiz would be fantastic. Um, AEW's got a strong tag division. They do. Um, you could go. You could go to Impact, and the Good Brothers would probably a, probably be a fun match there. I, I know mean, the Good Brothers are a little. Somebody who likes Impact. Can the Impact afford them? Hard to say. You know. Um, I'm just looking at dream matches. I thought that's part of what we're doing. Sure. Is, and that is I know the Good Brothers are very. The Good Brothers are very divisive, but I think I think if you have an opportunity to run them and the Kings of Wrestling, you don't turn it down. I don't either. And you need to do something with the Good Brothers while they're still active. Because even if they're divisive, you still want to make sure, get your bang for the buck. Which, actually, that would be a Young Bucks pun if you were still on that. Oh, well, you know, that's okay. Um, <laughs> um, to... It occurs to me as well that Hero hasn't really done anything, much of anything, in ring since almost pre-pandemic. I was hitting on that while you were away. He hasn't yeah. competed outside of WWE since his release. Yeah. Um, so he I seems don't know to be settling he... into an area, an era of uh, seminars and things like that. And he know, may have he is, suddenly retired, but. Maybe this would be a send-off run for him. Um, I, I gotta think he'd be tempted if you know. He's it been would doing. Have to be uh, he's been doing a lot on Reddit. He opened his own subreddit. Uh, I did see that. I did see that on his Twitter. He advertised that. Yeah, um, that's as far as I know as to what he's been doing. Um, but it's always fun to fantasy book a Kings of Wrestling run. Uh, an indie oh. run would be cool. Actually, oh yeah. Before we get to that, I need Max Caster rapping on Chris Hero. The moment <laughs> the rest get to AEW. There you go. I'm 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 in. Um. Well, and since you, and since oh, you God. mentioned earlier, uh, since you mentioned earlier the uh, upcoming news with myself and Kylie, and our and our new show, um. The, the ROH, oh my gosh, the the possibilities in ROH, especially depending on you know we're not really sure what the roster is going to look like, and this is stuff that Kylie and I are probably going to touch on in the show as well. But uh, you know, there's a lot of potentially fresh matchups for him in ROH. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is one that stands out right away. My issue with uh, fantasy booking ROH is. Outside of Gresham, we don't really know who's going to be there. Oh, absolutely um, not. But... It's going to be primarily a super indie because talents on their rosters are already starting to get signed. Uh, Dan Housen yes. with AEW, for example. Um, one person from ROH I would love to see Cesar work with, and I think this is a more under-the-radar under pick. Uh, Brian Johnson would be a great match. And Brian Johnson, if I remember correctly, if I'm remembering the promo correctly, when he did 
one of his mecha promos during the pandemic, he hit on everybody in Ring of Honor he was going to be better than. And he mentioned Claudio. Obviously, there was no plans for Claudio Castagnoli to come in and work with Brian no, Johnson. But it's something you can call back upon later sure. on. And I think that's something he would make Brian Johnson look like a million bucks. Of course, Brian Johnson doesn't need help no. to look like a million bucks because he's great. But he's still a little not as known as a lot of other guys. And Agreed. that would get eyes on him. Agreed. That's a match I'd like to see. Um, as long as – I'm assuming he'd be coming back since he's still the pure champion – uh, Josh Woods. Ooh, that's interesting. So there's there's a lot of possibilities there. I You have to mention Cesaro in ROH just because he was such a big deal in ROH for such a long time. He's a guy yeah. who absolutely was is at or near the top of my list of best guys from the promotion to have never won the world title. Uh just, he had several opportunities against uh, against Nigel, against Takeshi Morishima. Oh, Morishima you know. was a fun champion that people forget about. I enjoyed that run. I may be in the minority there, but underrated run and kind of sad to see what's happened to him since. But you know, he was a monster, and he and he had some bangers with everybody from Danielson to Claudio to Yo. Brent Albright to Brent Albright of all people. Joe was a fun match. Joe was a great match, but um, Cesaro. What scares me more about Cesaro never winning the uh, world championship is that he never won the pure championship either. No, he did not. Like uh, if he, you he, ask he, me, who was the perfect guy? Granted, the pure championship was done in I think two thousand six. Um, when Danielson, I think Danielson unified it. Unified it that early, yes. That and it sounds didn't about come right. back until the pandemic. I want to say June of 06 sounds about right, but I'd have to double check that. It was at Unified in the UK. He beat Nigel McGuinness for it, yeah. and Claudio did feud with Nigel over that title. They had several matches for it, but it never. Uh, it was odd that they never pulled the trigger there, and of I guess it was because they. In Ring of Honor's history, he seems like the most pure championship kind of guy. To me, as yeah, and I don't know if there was a, always a long-term plan to build to Dragon versus Nigel for that unification match, but there was definitely a point where it felt like in the Nigel feud, uh, Claudio should have taken the title because you ran this angle where Nigel cheated to win and cheated and cheated and used the iron that he used to take the ring. You remember he had that iron that he would take the ring with him. Yeah, you know he had you know all these different underhanded ways to keep the title, and then in the and once he ultimately had the big blow off, Nigel just won, and that was that. Uh, yeah. If there was one, if there's one thing that I can complain about about older Ring of Honors, that sometimes they did not pull the trigger on a guy when they should have. I agree with that assessment. Uh, they would either wait too long, like that. Yeah, they would either wait too long or they wouldn't do it at all. Um. So, we've discussed AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh, there's always the possibility, just because he didn't extend his contract right away, 
He does, he has seemed happy in WWE in the past, and there's always the possibility he stays. There is. The interesting thing about this, and even just a year ago, he beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It looked like they turned the corner on his booking, and the moment he jobbed out to Roman Reigns, he was teaming with Ricochet. And we've hit on this in our past, times I've been live past with you. Nobody's sure. benefited from the Roman Reigns story. And every character f- finds themselves in a worse spot after feuding with him, which is why I don't think it's that good of a story. But Cesaro may be the most damning one. Cesaro now hits, a, hits the free agency market after a year where he was over. Big time. Yeah. Really, for the first time outside of the bar run since 2014, when they really screwed up, which I'll probably hit on in a few minutes. <laughs> and he goes, he's a hot commodity in a buyer's market. AEW is looking to buy talent. Lord knows yes. they're doing that. Uh, yes. With New Japan trying to build their U.S. expansion. Cesaro would be a big gift for them, and it wouldn't surprise me if they throw money at him. Uh, Ring of Honor's coming back. Who knows is what, but the sense of familiarity is of, of a comfort, comfort needs to be there for them to bring back that audience they once had. Claudio's is, Claudio's a comfort blanket. Who knows and, how and, much and, to them that's worth, but Obviously, they're going to at least check in, see what he's asking for, and if it fits what they're trying to do. Um, His name's got a lot of buzz right now, and it's going to for for a little bit here. So he's entering a buyer's market. He's going to be in the perfect position to negotiate a better WWE deal this time than he was last time he re-signed. Yeah. I would say that. So if he comes back, who knows what he's going to do or where he's going to be. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely a possibility that he does come back into the fold of WWE. They back up they back up the Brinks truck for him. And the, the worry is WWE will likely be able to outbid anybody. I don't think that's in question. Naturally, but I agree. but how much are they willing to pay for a guy who they had no creative plans for, just because he might go to an AEW or a wherever you know, like uh, do they, it, it? It's going to depend on how much they see him as a poss- as as uh, a guy who can come back and hurt them. Yeah. Um. For that, I think this is where Cesaro would be a better fit if he were five years younger. If this market were here five years ago, uh, five years ago is 2017. That gives him time to reflect on the 2014 run where he was the most over guy in the company. Should have had the rocket strapped to him. And after the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and took a backseat to Brock Lesnar, who wasn't even on the show at the time. Yep. Well, to this day, I will never understand what happened in that run. 
Um, you 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 gave him the you gave him the mouthpiece, which I think Cesaro's promos are fine. I don't think there's any issue with them. I think he gets across very well, and I think he, he did well. He reminds me of a modern version of Bret Hart in a sense, only that Bret Hart thrived because they were trying to. Now Bret Hart for me is the greatest in ring performer of all time. I'm the biggest Bret Hart fan you'll meet. I'm not trying to criticize Bret Hart here because anybody who's spoken to me ever about wrestling knows that I love Bret Hart. Sure. If you put Bret Hart in any other era, he's not the world champion for, or at least not as long as he is. He was he lucked out because WWE was caught in the steroid scandal in '92. And they needed to get away from the Warriors, the Hogans. So they put the belt on Brad in Saskatchewan. They threw it against the wall, and it stuck. Bret Hart was not the best babyface promo in the world. Bret Hart was a great babyface promo. But it felt like he was having a discussion for you, with you, as opposed to jumping off the screen like Hulk Hogan. Like The Ultimate yes. Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior was a garbage promo. None of his promos made sense. But he jumped off the screen. He was larger than life. Bret Hart was not. No. I think Cesaro's in similar vein. The best worker in any company he's in. He fe- Everything he does feels real. But he doesn't jump off the screen. And uh, and that's where the comparison I think is. Um, I don't know. I I feel like that comes across as a criticism more than a praise, but it's the biggest praise I think I can give him. No, and not everybody's going to have that uh, capacity to do that. You know, those those types of personalities don't come around that often, and it's why you have to capture them when they do. Uh, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing inherently wrong with not being able to do that. Uh, I think. I think that Cesaro can fall. Can we may be past a point where Cesaro is going to be a tip-top guy in a company? And that, to, that's, uh, where he's at that's, at that's, this point in his career. And that's sad to say, but um, Cesaro, I think, could be a phenomenal uh, TNT champion. I think, but I feel like you've got a list of guys that potentially could do that. I, you know, that that's where you start to come in and wonder where does he fit. The obvious, uh, the obvious answer is AEW because he could go right there tomorrow and have me, just a laundry list of dream matches. For me, the best fit for Cesaro is you have him beat Sonata who I believe just won the IWGP United States Championship. And you make him the face of the U.S. expansion. Have him bounce between New Japan Strong and regular New Japan. Kind of be that bridge. That lets him work with guys like Dickinson. Work with guys like Tom Lawler. Which would be great uh, now that I think of it. It allows him to... Help the young lions grow as performers, and it gives the brand a notice, a notable name, to bring, uh, not just the diehard of the diehards onto the product, which is a great product. 
Agreed. But if but you can also put him on regular New Japan as a top player in the mid card. Get some dream matches out of him. Okada would be a fun match. And then. It, see now, see now, I'm just envisioning a rainmaker into a pop-up European, and just dude. <laughs> like I think that's the best fit because it's a it would be a place that can afford him, give him a nice paycheck, but also allow him to paint his own canvas. Um, well, and doing something like that does allow him to potentially work uh, other promotions. Uh, could, he could he could still work AEW here or there if he so chose. Forbidden he could door, still baby. work. He could still work PWG, which that's another one we didn't even mention. He is, I'm pretty sure he's a former PWG World Champion. I feel like PWG. There's not much to talk home about because they don't have an actual set roster. It's just no. whichever big names they can get this month. So well, it's no, not like but, we can discuss the possibilities of, you know. No, I mentioned it because it only, all going to say it wouldn't shock me if he turned up there. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. Um, but That's, I think New Japan's a great fit for him. If they use him right, make him the face of the U.S. expansion. I think he's perfect for it. And I think there's he, he glides perfectly into that product the way it is now without changing it much. Yeah. Oh, and that reminds me of another name, actually. If you want to talk about uh, hoss fights and big meaty men slapping meat, Jeff Cobb. Yo. <laughs> yeah, New Japan would be fun. I think that, I'd, for me, that's my fit for Cesaro. I'm probably in the minority there because it's not the sexy answer. No, I think it's a solid answer. Um, I think... Uh, I think the I think ROH is still a possibility. I think we really don't entirely know. There's talk of the super indie, but we don't really know what that's going to entail. If there's going to be a core that stays there and then we have a rotating supporting cast or if it's going to be different top to bottom, if in which case are you phasing out the type? You know, there's still a lot of moving parts to Ring of Honor, but I, it's definitely one that I think is worth watching. Yeah. Obviously, because my future show kind of depends on it, but <laughs> we don't have a set day for that yet. But when you do, when we do, be sure to check it out because it's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's going to be great. We're going to dive so deep into ROH that uh, we're not still won't be able to find bottom. It'll be great. <laughs> Just review old CM Punk versus Jimmy Ray matches. Hey, that was a, I'm, I'm a spoiler. I'm, I'm planning on talking about that in probably the first episode. Fun program. Let's <laughs> but hey, man. to Jimmy Rave, man. But yeah. hey, uh, this has been fun. A uh, lot of questions. Uh, I don't know if we, we provided many, many I don't know if we provided many answers, but uh Wait and see, I guess. Where can we find you, Kyle? Uh, I can be found on the Twitters at Kyle K Sparks. Uh, should be all on on the uh, on the fro- on the frame here. You can see it at Kyle K Sparks. Uh, I don't see our names. Well, 
That seems like a you problem since you set this up. I don't know. Uh, Damn. Throwing shots. Okay. Hey, and I'm on the Twitters at Kyle K Sparks. Uh, that's my handle across pretty much everything. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I don't do much of anything on TikTok. I'm still kind of learning that. I don't I'm, even uh, have a TikTok. I'm in. I'm an I'm an old man adjusting to so to current social media. <laughs> uh, coming up, we're we haven't really set a launch date yet, but since uh, James mentioned it earlier, uh, myself and Kylie Fuller are going to be doing an ROH show for Body Slam. Uh, that first episode is going to be recording real soon, and uh, we'll have some more details on when that comes out. So look for me there. Uh, I'm writing for Body Slam periodically, and. Uh, that's about it. And otherwise, I'm usually live tweeting shows. Yeah, you could follow him on, as he calls it, the Twitters. Sure, he was getting the Twitters just by knowing he was going to have to go live today, but that's probably not what he meant. Hey, I just thought it was funny to say it that way. Kyle K. Sparks, everybody. I'll let that speak for itself. Popped you, didn't it? I'll let that speak for itself, too. <laughs> Where can we find you, my good host? Does anybody really want to find me? Just kidding. So nobody's playing Where's Waldo with the most boring person on the planet. You can find me on Twitter. Um... At the Jameis, J A M E U S, the Jameis. Um, you can find me at Body Slam. I cover a lot of news, um, but I'm primarily focusing on editing as opposed to reporting. I'll grab big stories here and there, yeah, as things that need to be up in a swift manner. If I'm the one available, I'll grab them. But um, I'm doing a lot of audio content for Body Slam. Today, the second episode of my New Japan Strong series. Gee, I wonder why I would want Cesaro on New Japan Strong. The second episode featuring the Dirty Daddy. Chris Dickinson aired today. We went over a myriad of topics. Team Filthy. His Japanese influences. Uh, including a uh, discussion on tape trading, which is such a fun topic. Um, a little bit of everything, his favorite opponents, his very fun interview. It's about 45 minutes on Body Sam's YouTube channel. Go check it out. That followed the first episode with Carl Fredericks, another great interview. Um, recently, I've been doing the... Game Changer Wrestling Podcast, uh, Game Changer Weekly, with Cassidy Haynes, our managing editor, um, covers focusing all of, on everything GCW. Usually it's Thursday at 4, but this week's episode will arrive tomorrow on Friday at 4 Eastern, for those who are curious of the time zone. I've uh, been doing a lot of post-shows. Um, I have a lot coming up too, which I can't announce yet, but a lot of really cool stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I never know how to sign off on one of these things. 
Give us both follows. Give Body Slam a follow at Body Slam Net. And uh... oh, I'm dumb. Yeah, you can follow Body Slam on BodySlam.net. Make sure you descri- you subscribe to our YouTube channel for more great content. A lot more of this hit, space. Hit hit that button. And then uh, let's call it a day. You can also purchase Body Slam T-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. I don't know how many people actually do that. But it helps support writers like us. Um, peace, everybody. Been great coming to hop, hopping on for about however long this has been. Uh, about 40 minutes. Give or take. Later. Have a good one, guys. Thanks.